Welcome, friends and family, and this is the ClickCast presents Never Break Kayfabe, the weekly review of NXT 2.0. I am your host, Big Ron Stud, and as always, you can find us on Facebook at the ClickCast. Like and subscribe to that page. You can go ahead and find us on Instagram at ClickCast333. We're also on Twitter at ClickCast. And you can find and stream this podcast you're hopefully listening to right now. You can find us on iHeartRadio. We're on Spotify. We're on Sprinker. We're on Anchor. We're on Google Podcasts and many more streaming services to come just for you. Okay, now that we got that out of the way, let's get into this show. This is the go-home show to the pay-per-view set up for Sunday. Well, they don't call them pay-per-views to the special they have set up for Sunday that will um, precede Hell in the Cell. I'm sorry, Money in the Bank. Um, this special is on Saturday. It is In Your House. They're bringing back the In Your House name. Um, and I I didn't know any better. I would not realize this was a go-home show. It was so nothing to this show. Like I literally started to fall asleep as I'm taking notes on the last match. Um, just was nothing to it. It was. It seemed like it should have been like in week two or three, maybe three or four at the most of the buildup. But um, yeah, let's get into it. So the show opens up with Roderick Strong and Damon Kemp, and they're talking with Diamond Mine, and they're basically telling them to stay back because, as we remember from last week. Rodney was injured, but now he's back and he has a match. Him and Damian Kemp have a match with Pretty Deadly. Ooh, that was bad. And so we're going to have the match that we're supposed to have last week, this week. Um, It starts off... Oh, real quick, I forgot to mention that Roddy tells Diamond Mind to stay back, don't get involved, stay out of the way, which obviously means they're getting involved. And also... This is the throwback from last week. Roderick Strong should never be next to a microphone. Why is he the mouthpiece for anybody, anywhere, any place, anyhow? Um, it's not what you do, Roddy. You do backbreakers. You do great matches. You do not do promos. Stop it. Stop it. Get Roderick off the, off the uh, stick because it's not working. Okay. Whew. That being said. So um, they have our match. Roderick starts off with the blonde dude from Pretty Deadly. I'm not bothering to figure out their names. I just don't like them. Um, basically do a back and forth match. Really, this is Damon Kemp's debut. That's kind of what I'm looking at this as. Um, he gets in there. He tries for a single leg shoot takedown, and he missed it, doesn't get it, and goes back to Roddy to trying to, like, you know, um, do a, 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 a talk about what he did wrong, basically. And Roddy smacks him in the face. And then he goes back out there and starts whooping dude's ass. He's hitting uh, suplexes and um, he's he has a and like a um, a hammer lock and he's just doing some cool things. Well, I wouldn't say cool. He's doing some some solid solid wrestling moves. At one point, he hits a slingshot spear into one of the members are pretty deadly. My only thing is he needs to slow it down a tick. Again, I'm, not that I would know as I'm a professional wrestler, but. Just from what I've seen, he needs to slow it down a tick. He was going super fast, and his moves should have had more impact because I think that's the um, 
the gist of, of his moveset, that they have really good impact and he's hitting that crap out of dudes. He just needs to slow down to show that. Um, so anyway, that is my wrestling one-on-one lesson. Anyway, um, <clears throat> sorry about that. Anywho, the Cree brothers come to the ring. Actually, I take that back. Let's say, um, uh, pretty deadly. One of them gets uh, the title belt, and they're going to go after Roddy and hit Roddy Strong and hit him with the belt. The Cree brothers arrive to stop that from happening, even though they were told to stay out. There's a kerfuffle and some confusion, and then um, one of no, did they hit him? Oh, one of the Creed brothers gets hit. Julia gets hit with the belt. And then um, uh, Pretty Deadly gets the pin on Roderick Strong. And that's how the match ends. Um, I'm fumbling over because it was just like, okay. It was just was felt like nothing to it as far as a build to a pay-per-view or a build to a special. And, um, and that's how the match went off, basically. Um, so, yeah, that was that. Not much to it. Just a regular match. Demi Kip debuts. This match could have been like probably better for after the pay per view. To totally honest with you. Okay. Next, we get a um, a promo with Solo Sokoa and Cameron Grimes. Basically, the promo is Solo saying that he is going to have Cameron Grimes back while he's out there with against um, Nathan Frazier. Uh, and with the caveat being that Solo um, gets the next shot if Cameron Grimes wins in his match with Carmelo Hayes at the pay- at in your house, so yeah, it was it was that. And so after Cameron Grimes <clears throat> steps away, Duke Hudson appears, and they're basically doing a promo to set up the match for tonight, which is going to be Solo Sokola versus Duke Hudson. Duke Hudson towers over Solo, and Solo's not a small cat at all. But I swear he would just like head and shoulders above Solo Sokoa. It reminded me of like when Andre was standing on a box next to Vince McMahon to make him look even more of a giant. That's what Solo looked like. I thought there was some sort of box or something, and Bruce Pritchard had produced this segment. But yeah, he looked huge, but. Let's see, it didn't look as big in the ring, swear to God. And I'll tell you why when we get to that point. So that was one thing I just observed. So it looked like a tiny man standing next to two cuts in that shot. <clears throat> okay, next up we have a, a Grayson Waller promo. We basically in the back and he's talking smack about Country Hicks. And obviously that's going to bring in Briggs and um, Jensen. He's talking smack. Next, to, he's talking to this like fat boy who looks like one of the sons from me, myself, and Irene with a um, Aaliyah shirt on. It was just like, who is this dude? Whatever. He's in the back, and Grayson Waller's is running down Hicks from America and country people and golly. And so, of course, Josh Briggs shows up, you know, with Henley and um, Jensen. And he's just kind of like, you know, what's up? Basically, we're going to fight at the end of the night or later tonight. And that was a setup for that match. So we're going to get Briggs and Grayson Water later on in the night. So it was pretty much that was the only only reason for that period. <clears throat> Sorry. Again, another segment that was kind of like just there thrown in the show. It didn't actually do anything to build towards the pay-per-view. All right. Next up is a segment that does build towards a pay-per-view. We have the family, which is Tony D'Angelo and his boys, uh, Stax and Two Dimes. 
Yes, they are known as the family. I believe this is the first time we get an official name for them, but they are called the family now. And they're meeting on Santos Escobar's yacht, and it's a dope yacht. So Legado del Fantasma is um, having a, a sit down with the family. They go on the boat, and they're sitting there, and they're waiting for Santos to come in. And he finally comes in, and he sits down. There's a lot of back and forth. Um Tony D'Angelo drops one of my favorite lines, the sun shines on the dog's ass every now and then. I say that often, so it was cool to hear my line being out there. Um, again, basically, this is the setup for the match. They're having it in your house. Now, again, as we're seeing, basically, it's been leading this way, but we're just actually putting it down that they're having a match, and this is the week of the pay-per-view, which seems like a lot of this build up was to kind of be like to rush to say these are going to be the matches for the show because they hadn't said that really except for the the main event so yeah we're getting that match basically um we're getting the family and we're getting the god of the fantasma in a six-man tag match at in your house this saturday hopefully be entertaining um and i'm not gonna lie i've been getting to like these segments uh tony is is entertaining and Santos Escobar as the uh, the Don, I'm sorry, as the Jefe de Jefes. I like it. I think it's a good use of him. If he's going to be put in these type of situations, it's been going well. Anytime we get to see Alexa Lopez, that's a good thing. Speaking of that, next up we have Cora J to the ring. Yeah, Cora J. Girl next door. Girl next door is Cora J. So. She's coming to the ring and she's going to fight Alexa Lopez. So if I get no Nikita Lions this week, the fact that I get more Alexa Lopez makes me happy. Um, but we know where this match is going. I think we do. Um, Lopez is in control early. She was basically overpowering Cora J. There was a back and forth. Um, Cora hits like a senton type move for the pin. No flip on the senton. It wasn't a Jeff Hardy senton. Uh, but it was just a, like a, a off the top ropes landing on to um, Alexa Lopez. She loses. That makes me sad, but it's okay. She didn't get buried, people. She just lost a match. Um, Cora J wins, which I kind of saw. Not surprised. She's still in that top top hot three list of women's, um, <clears throat> women's wrestlers in NXT. Um, so next up, we have a prop, uh, Wesley promo. It's been your typical Wesley promo, the same promo he's given like the past three weeks. He's a plucky baby face and he's going to fight whoever and blah, 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 which will be the show's rating. And um, Senga comes out and tells him, you're not big like me, but you got a lot of heart. And yeah, I know you're going to go out there and fight hard, like almost like he's throwing shade at him, kind of. But he was really trying to pump him up. Wesley kind of gives him a corner look out the eye like, oh, all right, dude, whatever. And he goes up and has a match. And he has, or he's preparing for his match, I should say. Next up, we have a Roxanne Perez promo. Apparently, she was at the uh, training center one day, and she met the Bellas they have it on film. I don't know if that was really her. That could have been some random girl that just told us was um, uh, Roxanne Perez. I'm not a 1,000% sure. But... um. <laughs> 
she talks about being in the finals and being excited and how Tiffany Stratton is so much bigger than her. And she is Tiffany Stratton's a big girl. And like, she's actually big and built. And later we found out that she was a bodybuilder. So she's really fit actually. Or, or she's really like, you know, a solid chick. She's, I don't think her size plays out as big as she is a lot, but I can't, I can't tell she's a bigger girl and like big and strong. And that's what I mean by bigger, not Nia Jax, but like more like a Jay Cargo. All right. Um, so <clears throat> she also talks about being trained with, um, Booker T at reality wrestling. She was the smallest and youngest and Booker didn't give her any, any breaks. Of course it's book. And she also talks about her relationship or her friendship with Cora Jade, which I see that becoming a thing later down the road. They're going to feud. They're going to fight because this is the week number two or three that they're putting over. They have this really strong friendship. So we'll see where that goes. And um, let's see. She also mentioned that they're the finals next week. So the finals for the women's breakout tournament are not going to be at in your house. It's actually going to be at next week's NXT 2.0. So we'll see how that jumps off. So now we have the um, Wesley versus Zion Quinn match. Um, this is a match, again, that was supposed to happen last week, but now it's in the ring. It's real sloppy early. They went for some move, and they weren't sure what the other was doing, and it just fell apart right at the beginning. So not a great start to this match, who I'm not looking forward to. Um, Zion Quinn is in control. He's beating the shit out of um Wesley, as we presume, and then it was typical WWE plucky babyface match where he gets the shit kicked out of him for like 90% of the match, and then he hits like a roll-up move for a pin and gets a pin when it escapes the ring. So Wesley actually gets a, a deserved win. He needed this. He couldn't go out and lose again. Unless that's the story they're telling, it wouldn't have looked good. So he goes out and he pins Zion Quinn. Yay for you, Wesley. Um, not sure where they're going with him, if they're going to maybe pair him up with Sangha, but I thought Nathan Frazier was the route to go. It would seem like it would have made sense, but there I go thinking, you know, logically. Um, so now we have Roddy in the back giving the Creed brothers the business, told them I sh- you should have stayed in the back, this, that, and the other. Um, Ivy now mentions that um, Julius Creed took a, a shot to the head for Roddy with the title belt from uh, one of Pretty Deadly. And he's like, whatever, whatever. So basically, the, um, I'm going to say the creed becomes, and the creed goes down. Basically, what Rod says is that if the creeds don't win next week, or if they don't win at the pay-per-view and in your house, at the special, God, I keep wanting to call it a pay-per-view. If the Creed brothers don't win at In Your House special on Saturday, they're out of Diamond Mine. Okay, Diamond Mine has fallen apart since they lost um, Stokely Hathaway, who is now in... AEW doing this Doug Dizzle. More shots out to you, Michael Blevins, whatever his name was. Michael Bivens, excuse me. He is now in AEW and he's about to do his thing. But um, they miss him a lot as far as the mouthpiece because Roddy talking at any point, this extended time period is awful. Stop Roddy from talking on the mic. And the creeds are just as bad and Ivy Nile is bad and nobody can talk in driving mind, so they might as well crush the whole thing. All right. Next up, we have the uh, Joe Gacy promo. Oh, God. You know, the Joe Gacy segment is like a uh, uh, poor man's Bray Wyatt. Um, okay, so he, you know, he's basically talking about how Braun Breaker has a short fuse because his family was always fighting and 
he he throws back to how Brown was upset and angry because his father missed football games. And he also talks about how Rick and Scott Steiner had to fight at the dinner table, had to fight for this, that, and the other. And he just comes from a family of anger and fighting. And when he asks how he knows all these, or he puts out the fact that he knows all these things because basically he beat it out of Brown Breaker's father, Rick Steiner. He says, I got it from your dad when a man is at his limit, whatever this, that, and the other. So apparently he beat, he beat the shit out of Rick Steiner and he found all these secrets, all these details about their life. And so the whole point of the promo is uh, Gacy is telling Breaker to be free, be angry, use your rage, trying to get him to lose his temper, lose control. So he will get disqualified and Gacy wins the belt because Gacy says, you know, basically one way or the other, I'm, I'm taking the belt. We cut back to um, Brian Breaker, who's watching the promo on the TV in a normal way. They're like looking at it straight on and he gets all of a sudden he picks up the TV and he's about to break it. And then he stops and he puts it down. So the story they're telling is that Gacy is desperately trying to get under his skin, trying to drive him to his limit, to his breaking point, And Brian Breaker <laughs> is doing everything he can to keep himself under control. Again, why would you ever agree to this match, dude? That makes no sense whatsoever to me. All right. Now we have the women's contract signing. We have a toxic attraction with Mandy Rose and Gigi Dolan and the dark hair chick. And we have Wendy Chu on the other side. I should say Wendy Chu, Caden Carter, and Katana. And um, let's see. Wendy Chu's going to be challenging Mandy Rose for the women's world title, while Katana and Caden Carter are going to be challenging the other two members of Toxic Attraction for the uh, women's tag team title. Um, your typical uh, contract signing segment, there's some back and forth. Mandy Rose is actually... Um, the dark hair girl does a lot of talking more so than I ever remember her doing. Gigi Dolan, who is jamtastic, she does a little talking, but she pretty much poses and struts around. Um, but Manny Rose eventually takes the mantle. She goes in on Wendy Chu, and how can she be champion? It's that you know. And um, during this whole time, Wendy Chu is kind of repeating, "Sign the contract, sign the contract," like you know, just sign it. Um, Caden Carter cuts a long promo. Saying, reminding Toxic Attraction that they already beat them. I don't remember that. Um, I kind of do vaguely early on in NXT 2.0. But, um, yeah, so there's, like I said, there's some back and forth, this and that. And it ends up breaking out into a brawl, obviously, right? There's a fight going on. Actually, I should say the brawl starts because Wendy Chu spits a spitball at Mandy Rose. Like, yeah, she's 12. And it, and it basically it goes down and they're fighting this, that. And uh, I keep saying this, that, and the other. I'm going to stop that. And they keep fighting in all those shenanigans. And they're going back and forth. Um, the Toxic Attraction Tag Team Champions get tossed out the ring. There's a table brought in the ring. So Katana and Caden Carter, they get Mandy Rose up on this table. They put the t- pick the table up, get Mandy Rose on the table. And this is what I like. They kind of hold her there on the table as opposed to her pretending to be laid out. And she's squirming. And then Wendy Chu climbs up to the uh, top rope and does basically a splash. But she does it like she's falling asleep. You know, she does a little sleepy face pose like she's Steph Curry in the finals. And she jumps on Mandy Rose and puts her through the table. And the crowd goes apeshit over this. It was cool, you know. But 
that's how they go off. Basically, that's how that program goes to set up for the uh, in your house special. So you're going to have Katana and Kaden Carter versus the Tox Attraction Tag Team Champions and Wendy Chu versus Mandy, uh, Mandy Rose. I'm going to say Mandy Moore. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, again, this would probably as far as segment goes for setup is definitely number two to the um legato and family meeting on the yacht because i like yachts but um this has been just kind of silly and that's i mean i don't know this whole bill is it's just been kind of i don't know where they're going with the windy chew thing so yeah um and also at first i thought that um Someone's going to be losing a belt here. But at the end of this segment, I feel like Toxic Attraction will be keeping their titles. I didn't do the um, predictions I wanted to do earlier on. I think um, the Creed Brothers win. No, I take that back. The Creed Brothers lose because of the Diamond Mine stipulation being out of there. Now I know the Creed Brothers lose. Um, Toxic Attraction is going to keep all their belts. They're hot right now. They're saving them for like Roxanne Perez and Cora Jade and a combination along those lines. Um, so I see them keeping their belts. Um, those are the ones that matter right now that I even care about reviewing. Okay. Moving on. Oh, and Joe Gacy. Oh, Brian Breaker is going to beat Joe Gacy. He's, he's keeping the, the title. Um, and I should have said that it's too early for that prediction. I'm still new to this. Okay. All right. Moving on. Kiana James gets is she's there and I don't remember where she's been, but um she's just popped up basically. Kiana James is doing like I guess that uh Alexandra York gimmick from from WCW circa nineteen ninety one where um she mentions that Ivy Nile didn't have a chance and that the Crees only had twelve percent chance of winning the, the titles and She's really smart and she's using her brains and I just got a whole Alexandra York gimmick from her. Um, but they're going to have a match. We're going to get Keanu James versus Ivy Nile a little bit later in the show. <clears throat> so now we have next up is Solo Sokola versus Solo Sokoa. Not Sokola. That's a drink. Ha! Solo Sokoa versus Duke Hudson. And they're in the ring and they don't look, he doesn't look as big as he did before, but they're in the ring. There's some back and forth. Oh, also on the mention, um, Solo Sokoa had an entrance. He walked in, he does this thing and kicks and screams. And basically you hear the Uso chants and we pan over and Duke Hudson's in the ring awaiting Solo Sokoa. So now I know who's winning this match as if I didn't know before. Um, Duke Hudson, not looking good for my man. Uh, when you're in the ring, when the other competitor comes out on a TV match, that pretty means that you are yeah, shot down to the bottom of the card. So um, things aren't looking up for Duke Hudson. And as I already mentioned, he loses this match. Uh, Solo hits a splash off the top rope. Um, again, this is just a match. And neither one of these two are fighting in the pay-per-view. Or, Damn it. Neither one of these twos are fighting the special in your house on Saturday. So yeah, that's, that's, that's what I mean about the bill to this, to this pay-per-view. It's just kind of like whatever. So uh, Tiffany Stratton, she has a promo. It's like, I, and like I mentioned before, it turns out she's a bodybuilder and she did a lot of gymnastics when she was younger. So she's extremely fit, extremely athletic. And that's why she's, um, um, Tammy, no yams. 
yeah, Tiffany No Yams. I should say Tiffany because that's her name. Tiffany No Yams. She's she's she definitely has a gymnast body. Um and a bodybuilder's body. Um she's yeah, she's she is what she is. I'm just Tiffany Stratton. It's just kind of weird looking to me. Um and so after that, and again, this is another thing. The, we had two segments on this show for the women's breakout tournament. And it's not even on in your house. It's on the, the, the NXT show the following Tuesday. So it's kind of like, again, we had already three segments dedicated to people who are not going to be on the special this Saturday. Put that in your, in your pipe and smoke it, which is probably why I fell asleep at the end of this one. But anyway, okay. Now we got Grayson Waller versus uh, Josh Briggs. <sighs> um, <laughs> I'm laughing because, again, I just realized this is another segment where these two guys are not on the special, if I'm not mistaken. No, they're not. Grayson Waller or, or Josh Briggs do not have matches at all at the In Your House special. Um well, but they cut to a, a video package of Thea Hale graduating. She graduated high school with a four and then they have like her sit at the table, like she's going to be a, a a big time high school signee to a brand new college. She has a Notre Dame t- a hat, a Alabama hat, and I believe a Michigan hat. Don't call me on that one. And <laughs> bad news says, "Oh, look at that! She has all those Ivy League schools." I'm like. University of Alabama is not an Ivy League. I'm just going to put it out there. Um, never has, never will, never, never will. Um, so I thought that was funny that he said that. And she has all the hats, and Thea Hale goes to college. I'm going to pick, and she tosses all those hats aside, and she pulls out the Chase Shoe hat. And they cut back to Andre Chase and his crew, and they're just up, jumping up and screaming, and yeah, yeah. So whether or not she does that, I don't know. It seems like a step down if they're trying to push her the way it looks like they're trying to push her. So we'll see where that goes. Um, next up, we're going to have the Waller, uh, Grayson Waller and Josh Briggs match. Um Henley and Jensen come out with Briggs for the match and, you know, Grayson Waller shoes him away, tells him, you know, if Briggs is the man, he'll fight me like a man. And so that basically is the way to get them away from the match, from the ringside. And they fall for it because baby faces are idiots. Um, <laughs> Grayson Waller, he um, he looks like a pro in the ring, actually. He looks real solid, very confident. His moves are crisp. His transitions are good. Um, he continues to show me why he was pushed uh, so much early on. And I think they're just holding him back for a later push to what I don't know, but I definitely could see uh, Carmelo Hayes and Grayson Waller um, Brun being really good. Um, so back and forth, uh, Rob Stone comes out and um, distracts Josh Briggs and then Grayson Waller hits um, Grayson Waller hits Briggs with a, a stunner variation. He bounces off the rope and hits a stunner, one of those. And then he gets attacked by Von Wagner. I'm sorry, yeah, Briggs gets attacked by Von Wagner. And that's how that match goes. Um, yeah, they're pushing people who are on the, aren't on the special this week. So Grayson Waller, Josh Briggs, apparently now Von Wagner is going to have some type of feud or something with Briggs. And yeah, 
Okay. Next up is the Canada James Ivy Nile match. Why do I need to go into this? Oh, I know why. Because this actually has something to do with the uh, with the special. I keep wanting to say pay per view. This has something to do with the special. So on Saturday in your house, um, Keanu James Ivy Nile's back and forth. Pretty Deadly comes out. And then the Creed brothers show up and they attack Pretty De- um, Pretty Deadly. Um, it's somewhere in here. Ivy now wins with like a side slam or something. I, st- I got really distracted. I'm not going to lie. I was a little stoned and I got distracted. Those two don't necessarily combine because I don't need to be stoned to get st- uh, distracted. But it happened. All right. So next up we have um, yeah, Ivy now wins and the Creed Brothers show up. I'm sorry, Pretty Deadly shows up, the Creed Brothers show up, there's a brawls a back and forth, and basically that sets up, that is, you know, setting up for the the title fighting in your house. Now we have the uh, video package for the guy that they debuted last week. They still have not showed his name, um, showed his face. And, you know, it's my speaking Italian about somebody who lives a very privileged life and has a lot of money. Again, it's the um, Italian Alberto Del Rio. Del Rio. And they brought up the words again, Vinny, Vindi, Vici. This time, they um, they gave him a name, it was Gianni Vinci. And they mentioned that Vinny, Vindi, Vici means he, no, he didn't really mention it, but again, that means he came, he saw, he conquered. So, we'll see what this guy looks like, if he's any good. They're, they're doing a whole lot to set him up, so we'll see where this one goes. Um, another segment not involved in the pay-per-view. I said pay-per-view. So, okay, main event. This show was like, geez, man. What? I, I really just was just curious as to the purpose of this show. Um, all right. Cameron Grimes versus Nathan Frazier is our main event. Carmelo Hayes and, um, and um, Trick Williams come out for commentary. And, you know, it's a fast start. Um, obviously, Nathan Frazier is like a, a cruiserweight. He's out there. He's doing his thing. He's doing some flippy bullshit. But I actually like flippy bullshit. And Cameron Grimes is, Cameron Grimes can go with the best of them. They basically, you know, they have a solid match. Um, nothing special, nothing bad. Just they have a match. Um, Grimes hits Nathan Frazier with his uh, foot stomp finisher for the pin, and he wins. Um, Trick Williams and Solo, I'm sorry, Carmelo Hayes basically attack. Um, I'm sorry, Trick and Melo attack Cameron Grimes, and um, that was it. <laughs> Trick and Melo attack, attack Cameron Grimes. Try to, yeah, they get to him, get the belt, and all that stuff. I think I really was like. Had a hard time paying attention at the end of this match. The point I'm making here is that it got very just blah, blah, blah. And that's the show's rating. <laughs> Terrible build to In Your House special on Saturday. Um, I was just not interested in what they were doing. I didn't know what the direction was. I forgot that it was a special this week and it should have been an exciting build to that. And it just wasn't there. Um, and that's the show this week. And I've, I gotta say, there've been some interesting shows. 
um, coming up to this one, but this one was a huge letdown, being that it was a, a go home show. So hopefully, um, NST will do what it always does and have a great special on Saturday in your house. But um, not a good, not a good go home show, people. And not nothing made me want to run out and see this match, see this show. So it, like I said, it gets the blah rating. Um, I will be reviewing the the special on Saturday. Hopefully, it gets it's a lot better than this. Like I said, and I'm tired now. That show just drained the shit out of me. That's it. Thank you for listening. I have a long day tomorrow. I'm going to Santa Cruz with with for my for my job. I'm a counselor at my school. I got a lot of crazy kids that um uh, that are going to drive me insane tomorrow. I love them dearly. They're great kids, but it's going to be quite the day. So I'm tired already. I'm getting ready for bed, and it's been a great show for me anyway. Not for NXT. It's been a great show because I got a show in. And I didn't have the energy to do so. Because this show did not do it for me. NXT was 2.0. Hell no. So um, thanks for listening to my fan. Uh, Appreciate you all. And I will see you next week. Like I said before, you can find us on Spotify. You can find us on iHeartRadio. Google Podcasts. Like us on Facebook. Like and join us on Instagram. 333. Sorry. Click cast 333. And like us on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter at at ClickCast. Thanks for listening. And we're 